You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming. The Xfinity 10G network. Join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at macy's.com slash purpose you all had your kids a lot well i was pretty me. late well, we then, had boys 22 hours apart no i mean like that's majority crazy. of you girls is, is that, that crazy wild? that's insane it's funny because people are like so what's the weird twin things you guys have done and i'm like babies 22 hours babies. apart this <laughs> is the nikki and Bree show Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Nikki and Bree Show. Hi, Bree. And we're both in mountain places, but not together. <laughs> no, I'm actually in your place, in your pantry, Lake Tahoe. That's great. And I'm here in beautiful Washington State. We're actually by, I always say it wrong, Clay Ellum and Roslyn. By the way, Roslyn is so, so cute. cute. Oh, my goodness. Both mining towns. But we're up here in this like really great cabin. It's so gorgeous. It's been a lot of fun, but exhausting. As you could see in my face, I'm very tired. Oh, I haven't gotten great sleep. That's okay. Trying to figure out the heat in your house from cold to hot to just in Tay-Tay in the room he's in, but it's all good. Question. Have you had any good wine since you've been in Washington? Well, have you tried any of their regions? I did. What? I did. I, you know, I tried this Pinot Noir from a region around here. Loved the label. It was really cute. It was good. It was good. I just, I'm so snobby. So, but I got myself a bottle of Foss last night. Oh, wait, what? Can I like, oh, wait, we are recording that. I'm very happy that I'll have that for life. So all those years that you would say I was the snobby wine drinker with a snooty palate, you just called yourself that. So that makes me very, very happy. Okay. But there's a difference between how, like, Oh, here we go. Well, like put me down. No, but you love Opus One, which is outrageous to like something lower. It's not like I go buy Opus One all the time or demand it. (laughs) Bree, I'm coming over. You better have Opus One for me. Yeah, because I never would. Oh, yeah. But no, I maybe been a little snobby on this trip with my wine. Actually, I barely have had any. But when I did, I was just kind of like I felt bad. I was like, ugh. I wanted no. to love it. I wanted to drink it and I didn't. Wow. And then I found some Napa wine. I know. I get it. I um, I had some with Artem last night. We had um, a bottle of Turnbull and a bottle of Pangloss. 
Mm-hmm. Both delicious and yummy. And it was just nice to be out amongst the trees and the woods. And you know what's crazy? So you have a ferret that lives in your backyard. Really? And it caught three mice. Um, but we were all saying like ferrets are usually pets. They're not from the wild, but this one's in the wild and it's catching mice, which I was like, how many mice does Brie have around her house? Well, wait, um, a ferret, maybe it's something else. You're just thinking, no, trust me. It's a ferret. You need to take a picture. And and what's crazy is how close it'll get to us and how aware it seems of human beings, which means like, I feel like it was, it was a someone's pet? pet and it like broke free. And it was like, that's it. I'm living in the woods. Yeah. But it's not gonna be able to survive snow season when it comes that little thing. Well, maybe, I, I don't, don't know. know. Or if did he survive snow season? I don't know, but he's so cute and so happy. I have a photo. I'll send it to you. Okay, it's crazy. please. I need to see this ferret. Yeah. I meant you know, to send it to you yesterday, but yeah. Wild. That is. We've seen a lot of deer and it was funny because we were hiking the other day. And this woman was like, well, where are you hiking? And I told her where Brian took all the kids. And she's like, well, did you have a bear horn or bear spray? And I was like, no. She's like, those trails have bears. See, you're this going to be the story that we all have to read about nationally. Me, family wandered on a trail and didn't realize there was wild bears all over it. Well, Brian goes, it said. You got to be aware, girl. No, Brian goes, this was his thing. Well, it said cougars and bears, but more dust oh, to on. dawn. I was like, Brian, no, it can be anytime. But anyways, I gave him the talk, you know, because you know me, I'm a big warrior. But it's, you know, we I haven't seen a bear here or a cougar. I've seen deer. Yeah. Um, you got a so, cougar right yeah. here, girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Not my cougar. For that. Yeah. You're so Too young but, for that, but they're all right now horseback riding, which is really fun. Betty and I stayed home, but they're oh, all horseback riding, which will be Birdie's fun. first time. So I can't wait. Oh, to hear. I can't wait to hear. We've just been enjoying the lake so much. I mean, we got blessed. It's been a gorgeous weekend in Lake Tahoe, and like it's been a lot of fun with Mom and Johnny, and just to have Father's Day weekend and you know do all the things, barbecue and all that, and it's just felt like vacation. Like we've been lazy and relax but we take Mateo out and about and like I just have literally the first time in a long time I'm like oh my gosh I feel like I'm on vacation and you know Mateo just wants to be in the lake oh yeah throwing rocks and doing the stuff it's funny because that's where Artem and I are so different I'm like yeah I brought an extra pair of clothes like well the first day I forgot so Artem had to drive back and get him another outfit but Artem's the type like, no, don't let him get in the lake in his pants and don't let him do these things. And I'm always like, he's a boy. He's a little kid. Like, go do it. Yeah, like, who cares? Let him get messy. I mean, before dinner last night, buddy, they have this really cool thing here at the farm and you can do all these different activities and they have this crazy bouncy house. Wild. And buddy's been loving it. He just climbs and jumps and does all this crazy stuff in there. But he got really soaked. And then we had to still go to dinner. But I'm like, he's going to get messy at dinner anyways, yeah. which he did. Everything lands on him. So I was like, uh, who cares? Yeah. Who but cares? I'll tell you, I've been lacking sleep because the one thing, every time we're on vacation, kids end up in my bed and I don't sleep. Like, do you know, I always end up at the end of the bed. So like I go long ways. Like I'm, you got to change that. You got to figure it out. I don't know how they're, they get scared. Yeah. Look at buddy's yelling Wait, for a graham cracker. Why don't you get, you know, baby quit. They'll also have the toddler bed rentals. And those are little beds that Birdie no. can fit on. And they're really comfy. Haven't you seen them? 
Yeah. But there's enough beds beds in this house. It's just, it's, you know. But what I'm saying is you could put two on the floor of where you're at and they're right there. But you know them. They just want to cuddle with mommy. Yeah. And I'll admit, like, I always, and I go to bed early because they go to bed. Yeah. I literally will hold them like this and I like look down for probably like 45 minutes. I just look at both of them and I go back and forth. I'm like, this is special. It will end someday. Right. Right. Oh, I tried. It's just, I like don't sleep at all when I'm on vacation. I'm like, like I need a vacation from the family vacation. vacation. No, it's true. You moms, I feel like do need vacations from family vacations. Yeah. The first night was tough on me. And last night I just kept getting worried about Mateo. So like I was up every like two hours, like looking at the monitor, stepping into the room. And then he always has to fall asleep with me in there. But I'm like you, like, I just will look at his cute little face and his breath on me. And like, I'm just like, I want to take all this in. So I'm always the one who does nap time and like nap time. He fell asleep hard yesterday with like in my arms and then I snuck out and he slept like two hours hard. And then he woke up crying because all of a sudden I think he was like, where am I? Where's mommy? Yeah. And I did one night with, you know, the cousins and bird so she could sleep with them in a bunk bedroom. And I thought, score, Brian's sleeping with buddy. I'll yeah. sleep in this, get my own bunk bed. I didn't care at this point. I'm like, it means I'll sleep. It's really dark in that room. I turned on the air all. And then the cousins don't sleep with the sound machine which I'm yeah. so used to sound machine now. So can you imagine just so quiet? I could hear oh, everything. Yeah. I heard when everyone was rolling around, everyone talked in their sleep all night long to the point I was like literally like looking up at the bunk beds. Mm-hmm. Like, are they talking to it's each like other? like that. Have you seen what people have been doing on Instagram? So you hide a speaker when someone, whatever room they go in, bedroom, kitchen, but they'll play like a creepy sound like, hello. Oh yeah. Well, they weren't creepy sounds. Okay. No, but that's how I imagine you being like, as everyone's talking in their sleep, it's like, (laughs) I wasn't scared. I was like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, no way. Yeah. By the way, I I want to do that to Artem. That'd be funny. Please do that. The scary voice. (laughs) I should do it to Brian. Even though I think Brian would know it's not real. Yeah. So this mama is tired. I told Brian, I'm like, after horseback riding, I need a nap. (laughs) Yeah. I did a nap yesterday instead of a workout. I'm like, I keep telling myself I'm going to get back into it. But like when I get a moment, I'm just so tired. I'm like, wait, I have an hour of free time. Like how much I would love to go on a run. I want to take a nap. Like I just want to yeah. sleep. And like, I'm already feeling like that today. It's like, you know, after this, you know, that's the nice thing about vacation. And like mom and Johnny, you know, Gigi and Pop-Up, like they're playing so cute with Mateo. So it's like, oh yeah, I could, you know, take that and go and. Artem made homemade burgers, Brie, last night. I mean, I don't eat them, but... With, and he did it in the lettuce wraps. Oh, yeah, duh. Why am I... I made, I made so burgers yummy. for everyone, too, but they're all beyond meat. And I made one night quesadillas. We did Mexican-inspired meal night. Like I, I will tell you, I've been cooking it up here. Good. We made breakfasts, big old dinners, but it's been a lot of fun. I'm just getting to the tail end of this vacation. And I'm like, I can even see it in my kids' faces. I'm like, you guys are exhausted. We need to go yeah. home, get back on schedule. Everyone needs to sleep good. It's just too much overstimulation, you know? Like everyone totally. just chill, get in the jacuzzi and chill. Right? Get in jacuzzi and chill. Actually, that's what I think we're going to do at your place. Cause it's like the good time. Yeah. Well, Brie, we haven't even said anything about like, we have a really cool guest on the show today. I know. Look at you and I just... We haven't chatted for a while. We've been up in the mountains. We have any, well, when you other. and I don't do, I know when we don't do vacations together and 
then we're like in, we're so present in what we're doing when we're on vacation, which is good. I put my phone away a lot. You do too. So we haven't had like our power walk catch ups or our FaceTime no. catch ups. It's been us on our own. So I'm, I'm sure we got a lot more tea to spill later, but, um, we have Catherine Schwarzenegger on the show today, which I just love her so much. I'm so excited to have her on the show. I love her. I love her mom. I know Birdie's obsessed with her children's book. Good night, sister. Loves that book. Oh yeah. Loves that book. It's so cute. Such a cute little book. I love it. And then we both have been on our Instagram live series, BDA, which is focusing on motherhood, parenting, and kids before, during, and after, which is a really cool series. I mean, I love what she does. Yeah. I, you know, it's, I'll say one thing I love about Catherine and why I just am obsessed with following her on Instagram is she just gives that real raw, like look on motherhood, yeah. which I think is really important and makes you kind of feel like you're not alone. Cause a lot of times as moms, sometimes what we're going through, we're like, Oh, is anyone else going through this? Like, or am I the yeah. only one? So I think it's really great that she does that. And I think it's fun too, because we've met her and her sister and I feel like there's so yeah. much like you and I and how the they bond are. is. Oh yeah. So it's always fun when you get to talk to other siblings that are like that. Um, they understand the chaos. Yeah. Well, you know, and talking about that, it's like, cause Artem and I, you know, he just had his birthday and we were having good conversations at his birthday lunch. Cause I felt like we hadn't had like a date time yeah, in a while. And he was just opening up to me, like telling me like how much he wishes he had a brave that he's like, you're just so lucky that you and Brie have each other. Like you always have someone to go to. You always have someone to have fun with, like even just to work out with. He's like, sometimes like, I don't know if you guys even realize like how lucky you are to have all that. And I'm like, well, I think we do. But then it was making me laugh because I'm really excited for a new show twin love to come out that we're hosting because what now, as I'm going back, um, because you and I were there the whole time and everything of all their issues in the relationships and what they were saying, other people saying when Artem and I started this talk, I was like, Oh yeah, even married, like we have it down, but we still can fall into that as twins. And I don't think we oh, realize it's it. It's a right? real thing, but you know it what? Is a real I, thing. I'm on this vacation with Brian's family. So I don't even know if it's a twin thing. It's just siblings when they get together can fall into that because it takes you back to your childhood. Yeah, and but you and I live 400 feet. Away from each other. I was just going to say that it happens to be that you and I see each other every day. So we fall into that a lot, but you know, like Artem's right. We are very lucky and I I feel blessed. So, but I don't know. I wouldn't have like a very special thing. And then what's like double that is when you're an identical twin, any type of twin, but I feel like, especially with identicals, it's just built in bestie for life. It's actually has made me miss all of our twins that were on the show. Like, I can't wait till we can reconnect with them when we, you know, start to promote the show twin love. Cause it's like, there's something special about that. And when you're around other twins, that's why this show is so genius because it's like <laughs> some twins actually do need to marry twins. People if I played a drinky, but at least game, they understand each other. <laughs> if I played a drinking game with how many times you say like, and I might be wasted right now. Well, you know what? That's called hmm. the lack of sleep. So like, um, (laughs) (laughs) whatever you want to know what's been like, oh my God, I said like again, you know, what's been crazy Hmm. this past month, I have had the worst allergies and I've never been like an allergy person, but I have been on Claritin nonstop or something else that my 
naturopath gave me, I feel like the past month I've either been sick or I've been blowing my nose or I've had headaches. But what's weird is the past week I have had the craziest headache. It won't go away. And the mom was telling me today when we were taking Teo to the park, she was telling me how bad her allergies are here. And you see a lot of stuff flying in the air. That's up here too. Is it age? Is it the shift in the world? I'm like, what is happening? But like, how am I so affected with allergies now? I mean, I just think too, it's that season up here. It's been extremely windy. So everyone's kind of has runny noses, but I used to never get affected by it. So it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I just keep, keep, (laughs) I literally double up my kids' vitamins. We've been taking Claritin. And I just feel like it will soon pass. So weather's been crazy, especially in these mountain towns. I think it's been cold, hot, cold, hot. Yeah. So weather, anytime weather's crazy, I just feel like it's the same with our noses. Right. Well, I'm ready for allergy season to be gone. Me too. I'm sick of feeling like my head's going to explode or like I'm stuffed up or blowing my nose. I was never like a blower noser type. So I'm just, if that's even a thing, but. Yeah. Well, kind of. <laughs> Never heard that before, but right. well, you know I what, Brie? Yeah, you got it. Well, I say we bring Catherine on. I've yes, had, I say I've we had bring fun catching up with you. <laughs> let's bring another sister on. What do you say? Let's do it. <laughs> let's bring Catherine on. But first, let's take a quick break. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh, yeah. And you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum. And their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Mm, It's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We really do. We actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses. So if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? 
Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm -hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. Hello. 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 Where are you guys filming from right now? Napa. Yeah, so, so we're our Napa office um, podcast room in Napa Valley. It's so nice to be home. I was just in Nashville for 11 days. Why? Filming season two of Barmageddon. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So it was a lot. And I'm just so happy to be home. Yesterday when we were like walking in the wilderness, I was like, this is what I miss. Not people being at the bars till 3 a.m. Oh, I do love Nashville, though, but that it, it's wild. You're there. ready to go to bed at 8.30 p.m. now. Yes. <laughs> it's the best, the best, right? Really, I know. It's so funny because Brian and I last night, we, we always will watch one episode of something. And right now we're watching Shrinking. Oh my gosh. It's Have like you my seen it? Heard of that. No. Okay. So it's the creators so of Ted Lasso. Okay. And it's that still, it's that feel good. You laugh, but there's depth and it's deep. It's on Apple TV. And Brian and I, it's so funny. We'll watch an episode and then we'll look at each other and it's like almost nine-ish. And we're like, do we do another episode so or do we go yeah. to sleep? Yeah. Harrison Ford is amazing, but I've never seen him so great. In this role. Yeah. I mean, this role is incredible. I really need to watch it then. I'm still trying to get through the last season of Yellowstone because I started it in October. Chris and I started it together. And then, like, once you start a show together, you know, you need to like wait for the other person to be back to Uh, watch it. But he's been traveling and he's actually home now for like the first time for a long period of time. So I feel like we could watch it, but I actually don't even know how to turn on like any of the TVs in our house that's how like little I don't even I don't know how to do anything because right (laughs) after I put the kids to sleep I shower and then it's like 8 30 and I'm like it's time to go to bed yeah (laughs) it's not crazy how like just changes when you become a parent I know you have 
Yeah. Or no, go uh, although like I, I never was a big, um, night owl, like all my friends when we were in college, people would pull all nighters and I've never in my life, the only all nighter that I've ever pulled was when I was in labor. And that, yeah. that is, <laughs> that's it. I can't do like a late night situation. I'll just fall asleep. Yeah. No, oh, I'm this, I mean, even though I feel like back in the day I would, but that's, I'm, I can't do that now. It, it's no. misery for the next few days. Do you have your kids on a good sleep schedule? We're big sleep routine people. I am also a big sleep routine person. I feel like it's the most foreign. I don't know if you guys have this with your with your parents, but like the idea of needing to go home to be home for a nap or to stay on a schedule was not something that my mom did with us at all. And so when I would like need to, I'd be like, oh, we have to go home to make a nap. She was like, just have her nap in the car. I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. Like I yeah. need to, I need to be home to do, go through all of the steps. We need to read one book. We need to put on the sleep sack. Like it has to be a whole thing. So yes, now knock on wood, we have a good sleep schedule for both of the girls. My youngest is about to turn one. So I'm still breastfeeding her. So I'm like about to start that weaning process. And then my two and a half year old is sleeping through the night, but is starting to kind of have like some strange nightmares. So she'll get upset at night and I'm so tired at night. Like when I go into her room in the middle of the night and also nervous about waking up her sister that I just bring her into our bed. And yeah. then Chris is now sleeping at the foot of the bed to like <laughs> make room for her. I'm like, this is so it, it goes on and off, but I feel like yeah. just getting them down at night is like the, the best indicator of me. Like, okay, they're going to be in they're at least starting out in their room. Cause we did that growing up. I remember several times where I would wake up in the morning in my parents' bed and all four of us kids were Aww, in I there. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's so magical. That reminds me like when Nana and Pop up yeah. share their stories, my mom, her parents, they would talk all the time about how they would wake up and all their five kids would be in their bed. And, and like, and Nana then, says to this day at 91 years old, it's still her favorite memories. Yeah. Of growing, oh, of the kids like growing raising up. Raising the kids. Yeah. To go back to the sleep routines. Now, did you use a certain method or a person? Cause like Brie and I, we brought in a sleep trainer. Like we needed that. So we had someone come into each one of our homes for three days straight. I didn't need it with Birdie. You did it with Betty. Yeah. I needed it with, yeah, Mateo. With the boys, we needed it. But did yeah. you did you um, use something specific? No, I mean, I, my oldest daughter, Lila, she didn't sleep through the night until she was like 15 months old. Like she, oh, wow. because I, I breastfed her for so long and I stopped breastfeeding her in the end because I was pregnant again and I wanted to stop breastfeeding, but I, she didn't really like sleep through the night. I don't know if this is a COVID baby type of a thing, but I feel like because especially with, with like the first, I spent so much time, like exclusively her and I at home. I, she never had a bottle because I didn't go anywhere during my whole postpartum period with her. And I breastfed her. I, did everything with her. And I still have never even spent the night away from her. Like I've, I'm wow. constantly, I literally like, I left the hospital 
within like 11 or 12 hours of having my second daughter to make sure to get home, which is probably not the healthiest thing. But I just like, she slept through the night for the first time, like when she was, you know, I think it was either 15 months or 18 months. I can't really remember, but it was just when she finally did, I was really happy about it, but it definitely took a while because whenever I would like research all of these sleep training methods, I felt so terrible when she would get upset and, um, which makes sense why you would have somebody come into the house to like help you with that. But I actually worked with my, my friend, Jessica diamond, and I would be texting her the entire time when we were going through, or we would be FaceTiming to kind of go through the methods. So she helped me. And also, um, a doula helped me with the kind of like, it's going to be okay. It's, you know, yeah. this is fine, blah, blah, blah that whole, um, process, but I've had a couple of my friends do the, like somebody comes in for three days and that was probably like a good experience for you. Yeah. You know, I, it was funny because with birdie was easy. Birdie was like, I felt like everything about her was textbook. It's at times I'm like, gosh, I was such a good mom. I always thought that with bird. And I'm like, no, I just had a good baby. I just, it was easy for me. Mm -hmm. Buddy's the one who makes me like really have to parent. I'm like, I've never had to research more things than with buddy. But what's interesting is I feel like he was just so attached to me. And that's why it was hard for him to sleep through the night. And that's why the trainers yeah. definitely helped. Well, and they, like, I was a new mom and I wasn't like big at reading books or anything. And so I was like, I'll not. Just, whatever. <laughs> I was like, I'll figure it out. I'm and, her book. I'm like, yeah. don't use me as book of life. I'm like, I, I don't know. know if I've done it right. No, trust me. I can't <laughs> believe I do do that at times. But, um, <laughs> I was like, I felt like I probably learned more than Mateo at like six months of like, oh, this is what we should do. But I knew he had to be on a routine and yeah. that's everyone always. Then I got super strict once we got it. Everyone's like, you're the same thing. You're leaving for this. You're doing that. I go, yes, you don't understand. It's we have a routine before the bedtime or nap time. We do the things. It has to be done the same way, same place. Every time, because when he sleeps, I sleep, everyone's mm -hmm. happy. I know. And I actually enjoy those moments. I yeah, feel like it decompresses everyone in the house. Well, Catherine, I have to ask, because you haven't spent any time like away, like a night away, um, no girls trip since you become a mom? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been such a weird time. Like it's been such a, you know, because of COVID and also all of my close girlfriends in, since I've had my daughter, my first daughter, Lila, all my friends have been pregnant, had a baby, gotten pregnant again. Like we've all been on oh, like a rotating schedule of, um, you know, of somebody being pregnant, someone breastfeeding, someone needing to be home. So we, we all do like when we go out to dinner and do girls dinners, we feel like we've been gone like a weekend because <laughs> it, it, it seems like every single person has like, like it was felt like a revolving door of someone having a baby, someone getting pregnant. Like it, it seemed like that's what's been going on the past two years. And then with COVID, like none of my, especially people who had newborns, nobody wanted to do anything that was, you know, risky at all or felt like uncomfortable at all. So yeah, we haven't really done, like we've done girls trips, but brought the kids <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you guys need to. But that's, I mean, that's a lot like me. No, you're. Well, okay. I know, but I have now, but yeah, 
Like, I'm always the one who's Jeez. like, I want to bring Mateo. I was yeah. like the mom who was like pumping in the night so I can like have a girl's trip and leave enough breast milk. I was like, sign yeah. me up. I want to go yeah. to Cabo. <laughs> See, that's how all my friends are. They all like at that time. Well, I was late. Everyone, you all had your kids a lot. Well, I was pretty me. late a lot. Well, we that- had boys 22 hours apart. No, I mean, like that's majority crazy. of you girls. Is, Is that, that crazy? Wild? That's insane. I know. Just the weird twin stuff. It's funny because people are like, so what's the weird twin things you guys have done? And I'm like, babies, 22 hours apart. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably as weird as it gets. Yeah. I don't know how you top that one. You can't. No, you 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 really can't. So I want to talk about your series BDA on Mm -hmm. your Instagram series. What made you want to come up with that, which stands for before, during, and after? Yes. Before, during, after baby. I, I mean, I did it. You guys were like one of the first people that I talked to for it, but it was really, it was just after I had my first daughter. And I mean, what, when did, when were both of your guys, the boys born? They were Um, August um, 1st, 2020. And my July 31st, but okay. So yeah. we're literally like weeks apart. So Lila yeah. was, um, August 6th, 2020. And I just felt like that whole postpartum period was so isolating and lonely. And I, I knew I always wanted to be a mom. Like I knew from when I was little, I'm the oldest in my family. I'm eight years older than my youngest brother. And I have such vivid memories of him being a baby, my mom breastfeeding, my mom being pregnant and like, you know, dressing Christopher up, dressing Patrick up. Like I have such, Christina and I are so close in age that I don't really remember her as a baby very well, but I I always knew I wanted that. And I kind of, I felt like I fantasized about what pregnancy and like bringing home a newborn would be like. And then we all had babies in COVID and it was so not that, like it was so oh, stressful. And I felt like, I felt like sometimes I would go take her on a walk where we lived when I had her and I would be like, am, is this dangerous? Like, am I a bad mom for taking her out? Like it was, there was so much anxiety that went along with, and I'm sure anybody, you know, postpartum has some level of anxiety, but the COVID unknown anxiety of it felt really stressful. And then you can't really tell like your friends to come over because it was so, so much unknown at that time about, you know, what the protocol should be like when you have a newborn and what was going on in the world. So, I mean, I found myself Googling a lot and then also seeing so many other people like you guys who were experiencing the same thing of like, what is this world that we've just like birthed children into? Like yeah. our part, like, will our partners be able to come to the delivery room? Like, will anybody know nobody can come and visit the baby in the hospital? Like it was just, it was such a weird time. And so as a first time, you know, mom also, like I just, there were so many things I wanted to know more about. And so I felt like we were all sitting at home anyway. And so I just decided like, let's have these conversations and see what it turns into. And it really like took off. And we've talked about so many crazy and amazing different subjects and categories and really fun episodes and really, you know, heartbreaking episodes and had such great people like both of you come on and talk about Mm. motherhood and your journey to motherhood and, just like the real honest experiences about it to, you know, hopefully just allow another person who's viewing to feel less alone in their journey of whatever the experiences that we're talking about. So it's been really fun. I love it. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, it's just so helpful too, because what we all went through, because just having Birdie before the pandemic, I had her in 2017. 
way different experience than having Buddy in 2020. I mean, I was like, I kept telling her, I'm like, I feel so bad for you. This is not what it's like. It's like, I know, usually way more fun. The baby showers and getting to do all the cute things, especially as a first time mom, where it's not like, yeah. We have to worry about another child at home. Like we're just experiencing this. We we get to still be on our own schedule. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to do anything. Yeah, yeah like we that. didn't get to do anything. And I I almost feel I feel more stressed out for the moms who had like yourself who had something to compare it to before. Cause like you may have known what her experience was like, but I had no idea. Like I I of course had friends who'd had babies before the pandemic, but I myself didn't have a ton to compare it to, you know, like I didn't have a delivery experience to compare it to, or a postpartum experience to compare it to. I had an idea of what I had fantasized about it being that was different, but my, one of my best friends was pregnant a year and a half ago. And she was just like, this is it for me. This has been, and she had two kids before the pandemic. And she was like, to be able to, to have to be in this state of like constant stress and unknown about what's going on in the world. My other two pregnancies were so much nicer that like this pregnancy is so stressful. I can't do it again. So I think there's almost like, of course, there's a great part about having a non-pandemic oriented pregnancy because it was so carefree and nice. And you got to do so many things and see people while you were pregnant. And also like the other part about it is like, I didn't have anything, you know, you and I didn't have anything to compare it to. So it was kind of like, that's our pregnancy journey. Like that's our story. That's the, that's how we became moms. Like we really, really had that, that experience for it, but yeah, yeah, it was wild. No, it was wild. I just, you know, remember coming back because you know, you'd have to be like, leave the hospital within 24 hours if it wasn't a C-section and the C-section you had to leave 48 hours because both mine were C-sections. Birdie, I was able to be in the hospital five days and like, it was like, I mean, the service was amazing. I started crying when I left because I wanted to stay there. But with Buddy being like going out in 48 hours and I was so sick and I was like, I don't think I'm ready. And they almost kept, they kept me like maybe five hours longer. (laughs) But I was like, I can't believe I have to go home right now. Like this Mm -hmm. is wild. It was crazy. I mean, when Artem and I walked in the house, we just looked at each other and I'm like, what do we do now? I mean, do we put him in like in his crib? What, do we take him <laughs> yeah. car seat? Do I show him the house? Is, what does he even know? Is like your body's still like what just happened? I know. Yeah. It was the so whole, wild. Yeah. The whole like recovery part of it is mind blowing. Yeah. It just feels yeah. like you definitely like, you know, scoot out of the hospital, you know, feeling like what exactly I remember like right when they took me when I had my first daughter, they took me over to the recovery room. Like you take, mm-hmm. you go out of the like labor and delivery and you go into the recovery. And because of COVID, like there was no nursery, there were no nurses checking in on you. There was like a, a nurse, you know, who would come in maybe every couple of hours. And I was like, um, excuse me, like wh- where is everyone? They're like, no, no, like this is it. Like this is yeah. your baby. And like, you're, you're good. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> Where, where, I mean, and Chris was like exhausted. And so he was like sleeping on the little, like, you know, dad cot thing. And I was just like up, just making sure she was breathing the entire night. Like it was such a whirlwind of an experience for sure. Oh my gosh. Isn't it so hard too, when you just stare at the men laying there sleeping, I just remember looking at Artem, like, but I don't know the pain I'm in right now. And I, (laughs) I was the same. I couldn't sleep because I was so afraid Mateo like 
you would turn like, yeah, you know, and I had all these crystals around his thing. Cause I was so scared of COVID. Like, I, you know, it was so yeah. un, like, you just were, didn't know. And I thought it, it, you know, if he got it, it'd probably kill him. And so I had it like all around. And I remember when the nurse was coming in, like, are these crystals around his crib? And I'm like, well, You're like, thank you. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, and so I just want to protect him. I, he still, ha- I actually still have them and I keep them in his room because I just like, Oh, I I've had these since then because I was so terrified. I I do anything yeah. to protect him. I was of like, course. I'm using it all. Yeah. He still has them. And I was so upset. I couldn't get food from outside the hospital. I'm like, I have to do hospital food. I'm like, oh, oh spoiled yeah. experience. Exactly. Yeah. Well, your sister, did your sister, um, like, did she at all help? Like, does Christina have kids? No, she doesn't have kids, yeah. but she's like the so. most hands-on aunt ever. Aww. Like she's constantly, she's, it's been really amazing to have a second, you know, even though they're kind of, they're close in age, they're 20 months apart just the difference from like my first postpartum experience to this postpartum experience was great because I actually got to see my family. Like it, Mm. you know, the first time it was kind of like, nobody wanted to be around each other, especially nobody wanted to come around a newborn baby. And, you know, I was also kind of like, what, what do I do with a newborn baby? Like it was, um, it was so different. So she comes over all the time. And also I take Aww. both the girls over to my mom's house all the time and everybody's constantly at my mom's house. So, um, they, my girls see my siblings a lot and both of my parents a lot. And my parents live like five minutes from each other. So we go mm. to my dad's house has the animals, like the farm animal situation. And then we go to my mom's house for, we do classes at my mom's house. We do all of the girls' friends come over to my mom's house. And so she's, she loves it. My mom is like loving every minute of having grandchildren and like Aww. little kids over at the house again. Aww. So yeah, I love that. And you guys, sweet. don't you do like a fa- every Sunday night? You guys every Sunday family. night we do family dinner. I know we've tried to every single, my mom's like, we have to get both of them to come over every single time. You know. town, we have to have you guys. Yeah. Come it's yeah, no, it's amazing. I think like, you know, for us, family such an important part of how we grew up and also, you know, what we all prioritize as we've gotten older, because as you get older, like it's, you have to really make time and designate time to be around your siblings, be around your parents. It's different when you all like live together under one roof. So it's, um, it's definitely a priority for all of us to just be involved in each other's lives and to be around each other as much as possible. And, um, I feel so lucky because I think it was something that all of us wondered about as we grow up. And also, you know, I'm the oldest and I'm, you know, like the first one to have kids, first one to get married. It's always like, who are we all going to marry that will be okay with all of this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Like we're always like around and I'm sure you guys have the same thing. It's like, you know, yeah, yeah, it's like you guys are so close and do everything together. It's like you, you have to find somebody who is down with that and, you know, accepting of it because there's no point in somebody who's like going to try and change it, especially when it's, you know, it's uh, a priority for both of you, like it is with my siblings. So, oh my gosh, totally. But I also feel like people too, when they walk into just vibrant families that are that connected and close, they must feel blessed. Like Brian will always tell me like, 
I wish majority, I was a, but there are some people yeah. that you <laughs> but like know. how close we are with our cousins and everything. Like Brian's like, you're so lucky how your yeah. Italian side, how close you guys are. Right. He's like, that's so special to have because he doesn't have that at all. Yeah. And it, de- I mean, it definitely does take a certain person because I mean, I think Catherine and her sister and I, and I think your mom, you guys are all like a lot like Brie and I yeah. on the phone a few times a day. Mm-hmm. If we're not on the phone, we're together. Yeah. I mean, we see each other at least once a day. Yeah. And yeah. You and I sometimes prefer to go like on our walks. We're like, okay, you guys, you're good. Like, <laughs> yeah. we'll sometimes leave them out. And yeah. so it does take a, a certain person, which is, I mean, great because I wouldn't have it any other way. It's like, oh, for sure. Family's everything. And it's so strong. You know, I've always wondered, how is it grown? Like, how was it for you growing up? And like, you had the most badass dad ever. Like, <laughs> To have someone like so buff and strong and then like literally the Terminator. I know. Like, did that phase you at all as a kid? Or are you just like, oh, that's like, I don't it's know. It's so funny. Now that I, now that Chris and I have kids and, you know, Chris obviously is an actor as well. So it it's something that like I think about, you know, and I'm always really mindful of how my parents raised us and also like how we want to raise our kids. And Obviously, like the last name Schwarzenegger is like a very yeah. weighty one. So when <laughs> we were little, like we went by S, like I was just Catherine oh. S in school. And I actually like, I didn't think anything was different. I always knew that my dad, like physically he was bigger. Like he was, yeah. you know, than like all the other dads that I would look around <laughs> and see. It's like definitely different physically. Um, yeah. And then obviously I knew that he was, you know, out working on location or that he would be acting, but so many of the stuff, the movies that he filmed when we were growing up were not kid friendly at all. That's like one of the biggest differences with, you know, Chris is like, his movies are much more children friendly. And I didn't see, I mean, I didn't see anything of my dad's until I was way older because nothing was appropriate for any of us to watch. So I knew what he was doing logically, but I didn't see any of it. Yeah. And I remember the only time really realizing like, okay, this is different because my dad would drop us off at school in a Hummer that had no windows, no doors and no roof. And (laughs) I was mortified. Like I was, it was an, it's an army green Hummer. And I was just like, he would pull up to carpool. And I was, can you please drop me off down the street, please? I'm so embarrassed. I don't want to like, it was such a, I was like, can we please just take the minivan? Like, this is not my vibe. Like, I just don't like this at all. That was really like the only time that I felt like, okay, something here is different. And then as I got older, the boys in my grade became much more interested in my dad and what that was um, about. Like, that was the time where I was like, okay, this is different for me. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. It's... And what I, I mean, I've even realized this with The Rock. More men are obsessed with like men with physiques like that. Mm-hmm. Like they're so drawn to it. Like I'll hear guys all the time talk and I'm like, yeah, but I mean, did you see how much he lifted? And then like his cheat days, like all the pancakes he eats. And I'm like, really? Yeah, it is. It's so true. It's funny how guys um, do that, especially like just even seeing younger, like when I was in elementary school, again, like there was nothing that my guy friends in elementary school were watching of my dad, but they were still like, they started becoming really interested. And then of course, like as they got older and we were in high school, 
they started becoming interested in all the stuff that like my dad had done or that my dad was doing, but then also my dad became governor. So it was like a whole different set of interests and focus on it. And we also ha- all had CHP officers that came everywhere with us and were at school oh, wow. with us and, you know, prom with us and like everything. So it was definitely a different experience. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, bet. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's yeah. so crazy. It's yeah. He did a quick career change. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he did. Casual, it was fun. Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Bree and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut in, in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. So many of us love coffee, mm-hmm. like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, mm-hmm. it works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store. And be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing? Is every time our dad comes to visit... He calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French Vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. 
It's foaming delicious. You know, I see so much of like that in you. Like you remind me so much of your mom. Like when I watch your Instagram series or when I saw, you know, when you're on the Today Show and you're like promoting your books and different stuff, like you're so made for that world. Oh, like you're just you. an incredible speaker and in how you carry yourself. Thank you. Like, would you ever do anything like that? Like, I mean, would that be like a news anchor or broadcaster or? I mean, I feel like show host, a, like a way smaller version of it is kind of like what I'm doing with this BDA baby thing is just like yeah. having conversations. I grew up with my mom, just literally talking to strangers constantly about the most intense and serious subjects. Like she'd be like, how are you? Or why is your hair pink? Or what's this? And they'd be like, this happened to me this weekend and sobbing. And like, it was like, we're standing in line in Starbucks. Like it's my mom just was, is always really curious, you know, really great at listening, which I think is such a lost art for people is, mm -hmm. you know, when you have somebody who will say to you, stop in the craziness and say to you, like, how are you? And really like look you in the eye and actually care about what you say and take the time to listen to what you have to say. I watched my mom do that so beautifully my entire life. And I feel like that is what has rubbed off on me as far as like, being interested in people and things and, and challenges and amazing things and, um, being able to talk to people and ask questions really with the desire just to put information out there to help other people. And I think that that's definitely what I absorbed from watching my mom go to work and, you know, be on the today show, talk to crazy, incredible people and talk to those huge world leaders, the same way she talks to, somebody in line at a coffee shop. And so I think that that is, she's incredibly talented in a variety of different ways and a huge way that I loved learning from her about when I was growing up was just this ability to just talk to people and listen to people. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm doing that in a very different, you know, a very different way. That's like, you know, much smaller scale, but she, um, but super impactful. It is. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's, yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, my whole goal with it is, you know, is really, again, just like create a place and community where people from all different phases of before, during, and after baby feel supported and also feel like they can ask questions or get information from experts or hear people's stories like, you know, both of yours that feel like, oh, okay, that also, I feel like that resonates with me or that also happened with me, or I can, I can relate to what she's saying. And, um, especially in a time where, you know, it can be isolating and there's such a huge overwhelming sense of loneliness, you know, for so many people right now. So yeah, I just try to like put some good out there. Cause those, yeah. the mom shamers out there are wild. <laughs> I mean, Bree prepped me on it and I was I like, oh, oh my gosh, I'll be fine. And then I had some of my first taste of it and I was like, oh my gosh. But I've gotten shamed a few times and I'm like, whoa, this world's strong. It's a lot. And I feel like it's, um, it's also so it's too bad, honestly, like it's too, it bad, too bad that, that I feel like there are so many people who are just doing their best and, yeah. you know, just like trying to be a parent and trying to be a mom. And then there's all these people who just have to share their thoughts and opinions. Cause it's also like, if somebody said to you, Hey, that was such a cute video. Like your son's so cute. And like, just like an idea, maybe this time do this, this, like if you said it in a different way, but instead it's like, 
you're a terrible person. It's just so aggressive and so hateful and negative that I'm just like, this is, what do you want me to do? Like it's, it's anything. And I don't even post stuff of, you know, my, my daughters, but it's a lot of, you know, like, why don't you, what are, what is wrong with you? Like, well, and I'm like, everybody just, and then you post the picture of their back and they're like, oh, here she is using her children. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's like, you can never, you can never never win with everybody. And it's just, it's, it honestly, at the end of the day, I feel like it's just too bad. It, It is. It's, I just, you know, and I think all three of us are like this, like, I just don't understand where people have it inside of them. Like today I'm going to go to a few posts and I'm just going to go be rude or write mean things like, and even the energy that it takes to like write out something so mean and rude. I'm just Mm. like, what kind of person are you? I wonder like the ones who write hateful comments, if they actually hit the heart. So they like your post. They're liking it. They're like, diss it. I get so much hate online, so I'm so used to it. I get it from like all areas. So it's like, I know that any post I put up, I'm like, oh, can't wait for them all to just flood all in. Yeah. You know, and, and the ones that trip me out the most, I think are the ones that are like, right, such crazy hate. And then I'm like, they're following me. Like, why are you? I know. Like why, if you, if you hate, you know, if you are so against something that somebody does, then just like stop putting it in your orbit every single day. It's also yeah. weird when you go and like actually see who it is that's writing these things. And then they're like dog lover, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus lover, Bible verse, a nurse, mother of five, you know, grandmother, lover of all things. I'm like, this doesn't add up. Are you sure? Yeah. You sure Jesus is your, in your heart? Right. You, your yeah. bio. <laughs> yeah. So it was funny it's because always those, cause I always go look at bios and I used to call people out like you know just I was very sarcastic I had a period of time and then I stopped but I just had to and yeah. I would just like get their bio and I'd break it down for them so everyone could see like so let me get this straight yeah um it was really fun though it made me feel really good but then I realized it was bringing too much hate attention because right. then it's like people almost wanted me to respond so yeah. I stopped but it was a fun thing to do for like a year well I was sitting too I remember yeah I, I went to someone's page one time and I was so embarrassed by all his pictures so I started like to screenshot them because I was gonna put in my IG stories and be like this guy said yeah. this to me but let's all take a moment look at his stupid selfies and then I was like I deleted it I'm like I can't do this because I'm going to his level but he like destroyed me in this comment and it's weird because I never like get bothered Nicole knows I really don't but I remember what he wrote really bothered me well, now, and, I mean, we all want to know. Gosh, and you know what's funny is I don't remember something, oh, wow. but it was something like um, <laughs> he like went in on, on my family, like everything. And um, and actually, I ended up seeing JJ, like res- my brother responded to him. Like, he then they like got into yeah. it. But I just remember I went to his page and I'm like, he's so self-absorbed. This guy takes a million like gym selfie pics. He's not even in shape. Like I was like, he's so bothered. <laughs> and then I'm like, I wasted 30 minutes on this. Yeah idiots page <laughs> screenshotting i'm like yeah. i hate social media but really? i also love it so yeah. it's it's tough it's amazing you just got to find the white light in it you know yeah. the good in it i do sure. and i and i feel like i've gotten to that place like i feel like and i feel like i've too gotten my feed which is so crazy that we even say this stuff but i feel like i got my feed into a good place where i have like all these people who are saying great things like, I feel like I, I rarely get Like, you any... mean in your comments or? Oh, no, like when you're scrolling. Like, you know, when you're looking at people. Oh, like on. Like people you follow. 
Like I feel like yeah. I follow. Yeah, you I follow? feel like I'm seeing more great things than like bad things I as see. of late, which has been nice for me. Like yeah. it's been a better experience. I don't oh, that's know. Good. I don't know Just what. Wait until did. Instagram will throw you a whole other algorithm that'll show you crazy things after we get off the phone. I mean, I know. Oh, I know. Like, no, she thinks it's good. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, give her. We'll show her. We'll yeah, show yeah. her. <laughs> and I'm gonna have all these guys' gym selfies. That's what's yeah. gonna happen. I know. Good luck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World? Like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Chapter One. Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trinsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. I want to real quick get into your books. So we, by the way, this is, Brie, you have to tell her, one of Birdie's favorite books. Aww. Loves it. Night Sister. So she is so obsessed. Well, and she loves it so much that she's begging me for a sister. And really I'm just like, I know. Why well, I told her, I'm like, Mommy, that's it. You got she buddy. took her tubes out. <laughs> yeah, I took my tubes out. So I was so like. So she wants Dodo. I'm like oh, the one yeah. getting the pressure to have the other. And Yeah, but give her a girl. Come on give now. Give her a girl. I know, yeah. right? Give her a girl cousin. My mom never had a sister, and she has like her sister bond with her girl cousins. Like they did Aww. everything together growing up. And um, when she had my sister and I, she was always like, she would say to us growing up, I never had a sister. So there are certain parts that like, I don't know about and I'm still learning, but I did have like very close relationships with my, my girl cousins and they were like sisters, but it's still little bit different. I always used to say that to my mom growing up when Christina and I would fight, I'd be like, you don't understand. Yeah. You don't understand what it's like. Like it was, you know, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. What oh is Because sisters, it's crazy how we could fight. Oh, I but mean. But then we're so close. You could say, yeah. we say the most. Not anymore. Me- I know, not anymore. But we used to we say used to. terrible things to each other. And then two minutes later, we'd be like, okay, so you want to go get a coffee? <laughs> yeah. I remember like, when you guys first started, like, yeah years and years ago. And I remember when your show came on and my mom actually saw it and she's like, see girls, they're <laughs> sisters and they fight sometimes. And then they get along and Christina were like, yeah, they do. They do. Sometimes they get it. They get it. And my mom would some, like, she would watch with us sometimes and she'd be like, I think I'm getting this now. Like sometimes you guys can like fight really, you know, intensely and say stuff to each other. And then all of a sudden, like, you're totally fine. And you want to do things together, but you also want to have your own identity and your own independence, but you still want to be together doing everything. Like it's a, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny. It really is like, if you have a sister, you really do get it. And then for other people who might watch it and be like very confused at the dynamic or how you guys can just like, you know, go from A to B so quickly, like it's, you know, it's a totally different language that you speak when you're Oh, for sure. Sisters, especially close sisters. Oh, oh yeah. My gosh, husband had to tell so me, true. he's like, you cannot fight with me the way you fight with Nicole. He's like, I cannot do that. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you're right. I just got to like, do that with her. <laughs> yeah. I'll be more empathetic with you. 
But when yeah. you wrote Goodnight Sister, is this how you and Christina were as when does this come off like true events of, you know, I mean, did it you comes share off, a room and then someone got their own room? We shared a room a lot growing up, but like our official rooms were separate. Um, but the the real truth behind like our relationship growing up was very much like this book that like even though I'm the oldest, I would kind of, of course, do all the things that everybody's like, you're the oldest, you have to do this first. You have to be the strong one, the brave one. And I, and Christina was so much more confident and bold than I was growing up. I was very shy. I was always hiding between my mom's legs. Like I was much more reserved. And Christina was like, here I am. Like she was like <laughs> at preschool. She's like, peace, I'm out. Like I got it. And I was like hysterical. So I leaned on her a lot to do everything either with me or before me. She went to camp first. She, even though she was younger than me, she like had to get her ears pierced before me. She had to, you know, ride a horse before me. She had to do everything first because I was, I, I turned to her and leaned on her for everything. Mm -hmm. And so the dynamic between the two girls in the book is really like paying tribute to that. And, um, and also, you know, for people who are the oldest, like you don't have to be the strongest and the bravest all the time. It's okay to lean on your younger sibling. If that's a sister or a brother or a friend, like you can still get support from, somebody when you need it and still, you know, and still be okay and get through certain times. But it's, I mean, the, the relationship and the bond between sisters and just like the whole sisterhood is such a, a big part of my life and my childhood. And also now that I have two girls, which I had after writing this book, like everybody's like, oh, that's so cool. You wrote a book about you being sisters and also that you have two girls. I'm like, no, no, no. Like she, <laughs> my, my second daughter came as a, you know, I didn't find out what I was having when I was pregnant with both girls. So I was like, maybe, maybe I'll have a girl and it'll be really nice. And there, oh, there she came, oh, another oh, girl. So yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. And it's weird also because the way that they're illustrated there is oddly like my girls now in real life, which is oh. very, like my oldest daughter is blonde, curly hair. My youngest daughter is darker hair stick straight I'm like this is very strange wow wow that's incredible that is oh my gosh well and it's so cute because in the book when the stuffies oh. have their superpower yeah and it's so cute because Birdie, I mean all her stuffies and she has quite a bit on her bed but she gave them all like a superpower Aww, so if she wakes up so in the night cool. to that help her go back so to happy sleep. yeah it was that was like it was crazy because I never actually thought about doing that with Bernie. Yeah. And then when we read the book, I'm like, oh gosh, that's actually really good. It's wild how kids become, like, I always am like, oh, it's just another little doll or another little thing. And she'll be like, where is the doll with the ballerina on its chest and the 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 <laughs> headband here? Like the, she, <laughs> my daughter Lila will sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and she'll take like a full roll call of every member of her bed family. <laughs> and then she'll be like, Mommy, mommy, I don't have ballerina baby. Where's flower baby? Where it's like it's a whole thing and it's wild to see. But Christine and I were very much like that growing up. Like we had we always used to pile all the stuffed animals on my bed and pretend like we were on Noah's Ark. Like we had oh, animals oh. everywhere and we had to like save all the animals. So it's also been like a really nice time to reflect on childhood, which has been I bet. I don't know if you guys had that postpartum at all. But everybody always talks about like postpartum, you know, the baby blues and being really emotional, or of course there's postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. I really felt very overwhelmed by the nostalgia of childhood that like I was, 
it, I would be sitting and like nursing my daughter. And then I would start thinking about being a child myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like you guys have that at all, but like, I'd start feeling like, okay, I used to be a child and my mom and dad had me and then they had all my siblings and they were together. And then we were all playing growing up and I'm never going to be that little anymore. And I just want to be little. Like it was, so weird. Yeah. it was like a whole crazy flood of unexpected emotions that I had. Yeah. And that was my postpartum experience. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I mean, that's... I definitely had like, I, I, I feel like I definitely had like those moments of like, when you do think of being a child and just almost living like, you know, that rent free, the freedom, the no mm-hmm. worries. And I, I would for sure think about that. Cause I was like, Whoa, I'm taking on so much right now. Like I have to make sure this yeah. baby stays alive. I have mm-hmm. to like, just take care of myself. Yeah. So for sure. I definitely feel like I, I got into that like yeah. mental place. I definitely went into like the place like uh, fantasizing a bit of like when there was no responsibility, like and not even young, but um, of like just doing things without having to tell anyone or have to have that responsibility of taking care of anyone. I used to like fall on that like, oh, I wonder what that would be like. And then I realized I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, this is such postpartum. Like, no. But, yeah, I remember <laughs> no. that. No, I love being where I'm at right now. But yeah, you do get that. But I have to say, I had a doula help me both times right after and before and then like after. And my doula helped me out so much. Oh my God. I would, I, I mean, I am like our doula has become part of our family because she is like, it's, it's really incredible. Like my mom would come over and she would see our doula and she would just be like, this was never around when I had you guys. Like nobody was making sure I had water. Nobody was making sure like I was okay healing and the baby was okay. Like it's, it's such a different part and it's like a little bit of step in the right direction for what, you know, we need for moms in their kind of postpartum and beyond journey. And uh, yeah, I feel so blessed to have had a doula as well. It's like, the greatest gift ever. Yeah. I wish, I wish I had one. I got too freaked out by COVID and yeah, I had a lot of friends who did that. Yeah. did that, And yeah. And I thought I could do it on my own. And then Artem got dancing with the stars and it was just me. And I I think what kicked in. Yeah. Remember that? Cause I talked, I think you were one of the first people I talked to about all that. And I was still fighting it so much, but I regret that time not having someone help me and teach me mm-hmm. felt like I was like just some mom in the wild west, just like <laughs> trying to figure shit out. A lot of moms yeah. are like Doing. that. A lot of yeah. moms are yeah. like, it's in the United States. I would say, I yeah. mean, a lot of other countries, you know, take care of. Yeah. It's, no, I agree. They have their village yeah. that helps them, but it is crazy how alone you could feel like when you become a parent and it oh. goes for dads as well. I'll never forget. Brian fought a little postpartum with birdie and I remember I could tell he was just off. We were in San Diego and I was like, we need to go kayaking. And we were in the bay and I remember we were kayaking in kind of the middle of the bay. And I'm like, Hey, what's wrong? And he's like, well, I can't explain. I go, you have postpartum. You can get postpartum. It's not just for women. I'm like, and yeah. it's okay to feel it. Yeah. Like, and we just had this open talk and we're in the middle of the bay and I just remember burning. We're like, he's getting super red. I'm getting super tan. <laughs> and like, and, but it, I think it felt so good for him to like say it out loud and for me to be mm-hmm. okay with it. But because postpartum, yeah. you carry so much guilt. And so, so much then guilt. You, for sure. Yeah. Part of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think that that's, I mean, it's definitely something that we've talked a lot about just like on BDA is like this idea of, you know, checking in with your partner and having like an open line of communication because it does become such a, a wild ride for everybody. It's like you, you know, of course there's a lot of focus on the mom as there should be because they went through pregnancy and birthing and their bodies are going through changes and hormones are going through changes. And also there's, you know, an adjustment for every single member. If you have other kids, if you have a a husband, if you have a partner, whatever that looks like, like it's, you know, checking in as a family is always really important because people feel it and also deal with those changes in different ways. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I agree agree. so much. And that's why we're so Yes. Oh gosh. (laughs) I used to hibernate before kids. Now I'm like, Oh, this is tough. But Catherine, this was just so great. And thank you. I have to say just as a mom and a woman, so grateful that you use your platform to educate people, to bring awareness. And, you know, you said so many beautiful things about your mother, but you are your mom. Like, you know, you're, you are an amazing Mm -hmm. listener. You just come at conversations with a lot of grace and beauty. And so, um, your mother did a, both your parents did a really great job raising you. So Thank I hope, you. I hope Bertie's like you, because I love that. Oh, I've yeah, always felt so, so sweet. Yeah. From you, your mother and your sister, I have always felt such great energy and just, the, I know we I have. like, there needs to be such more people connection. like there. Yes. Yeah. I've always felt think, connected to you guys. Yeah. We also have always felt that way. I remember like the very first time that my mom, you know, met you both. And also like, we all met you both. Like it was like an instant click. Of, yes, um, it was. I think also like we have similar values and, and, uh, and prioritize similar things. So that also helps, especially like no matter what life throws your way, like we always come back to family and prioritizing that. And, and I think that that is, you know, for a lot of people, it can be very rare to have that. So thank you both for having me. And I'm, I'm always so grateful for both of you for being so supportive of not only me, but also like everyone in my family, like we all we all love you both so much and just mm. cheer you on at all different phases of life. And, um, and so thank you for asking me to come on and chat. Yeah. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for saying yes. Oh, Bree, don't you just love having Catherine on? Like yeah. the conversations are just so easy and fun. Catherine has one of those smiles that literally lights up a room. Like, I don't know what it is about her energy and her vibe. There's something really special about her. So that was, that was great. That was great. She's one of those, you know, when people will say someone's like just naturally beautiful and it's because of the outside appearance as well as the inside, she's just a classic, naturally beautiful woman. Doesn't need makeup. Doesn't need all the things. She's just naturally her really pretty. I definitely agree, sister. All right, everyone, we'll make sure to check out Catherine's book, Good Night Sister, as well as her Instagram live series, BDA, and coming soon to the Nikki and Brie show, we have Clea and Joanna from the Home Edit. Brie, don't get too excited. Oh, you know, as I'm well going as to. Andrew McCarthy and more. Oh, I know. And please also make sure to check out Catherine on her Instagram at Catherine Schwarzenegger. And look out for videos on the Nikki and Brie show on our Instagram page, TikTok, Facebook, and so excited youtube we got videos back up so make sure to head to our youtube channel and call us anytime at 833 garcia2
Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the neighborhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the neighborhood," she said, where Wafer helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love chapter two. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home.